come with me. We're going on a fantastic cruise. Pick your destination with news, tips, and reviews. But here is an item you might not have thought of. All of the things under the water. Nature surrounds us with elegant features. You can't go on a cruise and not see the creatures. So let's make some magic. Let's get ecstatic. Instantly classic. Maybe romantic. The wildlife around you. Cinematic on your fantastic cruise. Bon, Beanie, and thank you for joining us on another episode of... Fantastic cruising, cruising, cruising. She is Kimbra. And he is Matt. And uh, welcome. That was a again, fun bon new Bini. one. I just came up with that just like that. Just like that. Just, I, I think that's what the down under cruisers okay. do. Well, no, I think. Do they? I think so. Something like that. There's something similar. They, they have a anyway, really cute little thing. That they do. It's in, adorable. Yeah. It's adorable. Adorable. Hopefully everybody's doing good out there. Welcome to this episode. We have a fun, we have a fun kind of not really tongue-in-cheek episode, but we are gonna have a little bit of fun tonight because we're talking about things that can ruin your cruise. Bum, bum, bum. And um we're not gonna take that too seriously. Like we're not talking death, okay, like death of a of a somebody or sailor. No, we're not gonna we're not going that dark, okay, but we are or pirates, we're not going that crazy. But we are going to get into that. So, but before we get into that, is there anything we need to talk about, address, commentate on? I mean, I think we should talk about the normal, the regular, the most important one of the things. Okay. The group cruise. The group cruise. The group cruise. The fantastic group It will cruise. be making an inaugural run. Going to Grand Cayman, Mahogany Bay, Belize, and Cozumel. That didn't go at all. You gonna you gonna finish it, or do I have to just say it? Go go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say it. Oh. you want me to sing it? Whatever whatever you feel is appropriate. Go. There we go. Are we are we there? Are we there? If you're oh. listening in the future, then um... it looks like we lost. Uh -oh. Let us know if we're back. I'm going to go to the YouTubes and see if I can see us there. I see a commercial. <laughs> Meg said we're back. We're back. Larry said we're here. Yeah, I'm getting like a little signal. Well, okay, I think we're I think we're back, although it looks hey, it looks a little uh We got a we got a bagak. What? A bagak? You mean the ship show is here? Holy ship. Holy ship show, Batman. Um <laughs> Mine is still in the on the fritz. So yeah, so if you're listening to this in the future, we were having technical difficulties apparently tonight, but it seems like we've worked them out. So you don't have to worry about that though if you're listening in the future because you won't have to deal with any of that. But um, so anyway, group cruise. Did you all hear about it? It's gonna <laughs> be really awesome, and we have some really awesome people already scheduled for it. That we do. That we do. But we could use more. We could always use more. Like uh, Clay Kowski could be there. Basically, there's people in this chat right now that are not scheduled on our group cruise. And we need to fix that. We need to fix that. Absolutely. There's like at least three. Um, I don't, maybe four. 
<laughs> that's more than half of the people <laughs> I can see watching right now. We get big numbers here at Fantastic Cruising. <laughs> Larry said, "What are the activities on this group cruise?" Larry, there's going to be there's going to be all about group cruise activities. There's going to be in the water activities. I guarantee you that. Maybe D and D activities. There's going to be there may be some Dungeons and Dragons for those that wish wish to partake or or sit on the sidelines and laugh at us and our geek geekiness. Uh, we will embrace it. Uh, there's, there's may, maybe there might be an art class. Who knows? A creature activity. <laughs> but we'll definitely have a lot of fun. That's it, the main activity right. we're going to have is hanging out with some fun people and having a good time. And uh, you could be one of those people. You could be one of those people. All you need to do is go and call. No, not call. Email us at fantastictravel at gmail.com so we can get you signed up today. There, there's my salesman voice. Speaking. Go ahead. Go ahead. Don't ahead. miss out. And if you sign up today, get a free set of Ginsu knives. No, don't promise anything. We can't even <laughs> send out our Halloween costume contest things. Oh, don't get me started. I know. That. I will shame us. We're so bad. It's going to happen. I promise. All um, right. So speaking of emails. Yes, we did get an email, didn't we? You want to start there? Yeah, let's start there. Wait? Let's start at the email. So I we, think that's a good place to start. We got an email from Christopher. Thank you, Meg, for posting the email in the, in the chat. Also in the show notes, if you're listening or watching in the future. Yes, that's all there. Christopher, email. Christopher says, hello, Matt and Kimbra. Well, let me do the, the subject of this. It says octopus story for podcasts, just because it doesn't really tell you much until. Anyway. Yeah. Hello, Matt and Kimbra. I just heard about this story and figured it would be something interesting to cover in the podcast. And he posted a link to a story that Matt will talk about after I finish reading. You want to do Okay. I, I want to finish. Okay. Yeah, because you talk a lot. All right. So I want to finish this. And then you can talk. Your okay. Talk. I'm not saying a word. Got it. Not even a word. I mean, word. you can. Anyway, if corner. you mention it before, please disregard. Well, we haven't. So no, get it ready. Has, it does come up. I get this a lot, but I've never covered it on the podcast. So thank you. Cause I think it is an important and interesting topic to cover. Yes. <laughs> and then if you, uh, nope, I read that. There are so many great episodes. How do you keep track of all the cruise creatures? Mm. Well, Christopher, we have a notes app called Cruise Creatures. And there's formulas and math. And No, that's not true. No, it is literally a note in the notes app. Searchable, on the, which is very handy. Yes. Have we done and the such from, and such? From episode one to currently 125. 125. And we think of something and then we search it and see if we've done it before. And if we haven't. We do it. And if we have, we look at how long ago it was and we might do it again. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Aaron Sims is heading down to Florida and uh, thanks us for entertaining them on their long drive. Well, welcome. That's Aaron and Aaron. Aaron and Aaron. It's come. It's Clut. Oh, it's the Clut. Aaron's, but it's Sis Sims. I'm pretty sure that's the same. I think that's Aaron. Well, maybe they're moving down here now. They are. They bought a house when they came down for their I know. Cruise. Maybe this is their move. Maybe we're entertaining oh. them on their drive to move down. Got it. When are we going to hang out? That's what I want to know. Yeah. Okay. So. Wait, uh, there's more. Okay, go ahead. 
I've been listening since the Cruise Geeks. I've always wondered why that podcast abruptly ended. If you are willing, I'd appreciate any inside info on that. If you can't, I completely understand. I hope you still are friends. Keep up the fantastic work. So uh, the reason the Cruise Geeks ended is R-D-I-V-O-R-C-E became final today. Do you know that song? No. Anyway, um, I got divorced and she was part of the Cruise Geeks. And so... That was a merger that had to split, unfortunately. But fortunately, because um, I got this out of it, and it's I'm much happier, and I love this podcast, and all of you. But yeah, so there it is. Yes, it is the Cluets, Kimbra. Come on. I can't believe you didn't think. <laughs> like, how do you not know? That's, that's her maiden name um, on YouTube, I guess. Still, so. yeah. It's confusing enough that you're both named Aaron, okay? <laughs> right, Aaron and Aaron. <laughs> all right. So, all right. What what was the next? Oh, they're going for drywall inspections. Be there in May. Hey, you know what? We should talk about real quick because um, I see Kenneth here, Ford man. Oh, hey. And that is that we are going to be doing a um, we're going to be doing a, a helping hands for cruising cruise-a-thon. There's going to be a cruise-a-thon. It's going to be happening the weekend of Valentine's Day. And it's going to start that Friday, 6 p.m. Eastern, I believe. Yeah. And then go until sometime Sunday, maybe 6 p.m. I think Sunday, that's the plan unless till we the get cows a lot of people come home. Yeah. We are going to be in the middle of, we are going to be with the cows in the middle of Mo, Missouri, uh, Without an internet signal, but we have commandeered some people's home that we don't actually know, <laughs> but my but my mother and stepfather know, and we are going. They are been kind enough to allow us to come into their humble abode and do an hour, which will be on Saturday, the thirteenth, right? Is the twelfth. The twelfth at eleven a.m. Central. Mm -hmm. 12, noon Eastern. We'll be on at noon Eastern. Uh, but there will be a bunch of people on before us and after us, all for a really cool charity that we have. We are a big part of. We're on the board. We are. We're, we're on the board. We're fancy. Basically, Helping Hands for Cruising, if you are not familiar, is an organization that is trying to earn money to send people that would not normally be able to cruise on cruises, like Kenny, who is in our chat right now yeah, he is the first recipient who is going on the october group cruise that we will be on yes with the down under cruisers and spikers and all those other people yes it's it's a really cool organization you should definitely join us and everyone else for the cruise-a-thon and um if you can um help to help support we'll have a a paypal link that every little bit helps yes that that will i should probably put it in the show notes um but yeah, that'll be there if if you can help any at all. It's so a really it's a really cool it's thing. a really we'll, cool organization. We'll talk about it more obviously when yeah. we're doing the cruisathon. But um, basically, it's an international affair because down under cruisers are in it, and um, they're oh, well, I'm blanking out. Two, People in England, two travel tour, two travel tour in it. So and there, I want to say we may we have some Canadian links in there. But anyway. Do we see an RV on the wayside? Yeah. And I think they're Texas. Do or Donovan's Texas. But anyway, it's a cool, yeah. it's a cool thing. If you got a couple extra bucks you want to throw to help somebody that wouldn't maybe be able to cruise otherwise, 
Yeah, give, this is your give them a chance to experience what we all get to experience. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. And look forward to lots of vlogs when we do this October cruise. Not just from us. We probably have some vlogs, but there'll be, I'm sure, vlogs from several of the people who are actually hosting the group cruise. So yeah. More to come on that as uh, as we get closer. All right. What's next? The uh, the last part of the email? The, I read it all. Oh, yeah. The octopus in the room? Yes. So the article. Now I have to find it. The article says. I mean, I know what the article could says. Could octopuses have come from outer space? Papers of science could prove why. Ooh. So I read the article. Matt glanced through it and then read some other stuff. I'm very familiar with this. And I'm somewhat familiar with this article. He'll tell be. you about it. So I, Larry says, who's Canadian? Maybe nobody. Maybe nobody. <laughs> we don't know where anyone is. <laughs> we, we, I don't think there are any Canadians in there, but we have it in our head that there is. So maybe maybe somebody is in spirit or something. Anyway, um, yeah, so this is an article that was posted in a real science journal in 2018. I think there might have been a follow-up article after that or there might have been before that. There was an article that was written in the 70s by one of the authors that was along the same lines as this, but it wasn't specifically calling out octopuses and other cephalopods and so every now and then people will send me this um <laughs> people will send me this article and say matt have you heard of this is this real what what's going on and um and i thought it was really important to bring this up because uh you know science is something that that often gets portrayed inaccurately and something like this is a good example of that um the people who wrote this article are basically speculating on a lot of stuff that they really don't have evi any evidence for that octopuses may have been seeded by like a virus or something that came and hit the planet during the Cambrian explosion and it altered their course of evolution. Um, there's a lot of reasons why that probably isn't what happened, but it is it is one one theory about life origins on the planet is that it could have been seeded from outer space but there's really that's really just an idea at at this point and the, to take it to that level of of an octopus or octopuses um is really just just really jumping on that idea and running with it even though you don't really have any evidence to back it up so matt would you call them octillions <laughs> or l octopuses <laughs> now look there have been crazy theories throughout the history of science that turned out to actually be accurate but those are definitely the exception <laughs> and not the rule and so what i tell people is always keep an open mind but um but this is very improbable not impossible but very improbable uh, the octopus genome was mapped in 2015, and it doesn't line up with this Cambrian explosion introduction of a virus and stuff. Anyway, uh, it's interesting. It becomes, it just becomes exaggerated, and it starts as somebody having this, hey, this is interesting. Maybe this happened, very random, to all of a sudden it gets news media picks it up, news media picks it up, news media picks it up. And now what, 18, 19, 20, 21, three, four years later, 
um, it's just keeps getting turned over and over until it seems to get more credible, but it's really not. So uh, octopuses are really crazy. They're really cool. They have more DNA than a lot of other animals. Their evolution did happen very, very fast. Uh, there's a lot of things we don't know about cephalopod evolution, and there's some really cool, crazy things about cephalopods. This, I think, is safe to say that's an interesting idea, and just let's just leave it on the shelf. If somebody comes up with some evidence, then you know we'll take a look at it. But um, how about a UFO, unidentified friendly octopus, <laughs> octoterrestrial? <laughs> These are all things that are coming in the chat from a. Uh, yet unidentified Facebook user. I don't know who, who it is, but I like the way they're thinking. So, um, so yeah, I mean, it's fun to, to think about these things, but um, evidence is important and we shouldn't just grasp onto this concept without, without any in existence. That's what I would say. So it's fun to, to, theorize. It was, it was Tony. That's ah, what I thought. I, 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 I had a high suspicion Tony. of that. Um, so yeah, so that's, so that's that. So I, if you do listen to this now, or, um, you've seen that article before, uh, you know, that's, that's my take. That's my two cents on that particular topic. And, um, thank you for bringing it up to, to, so we could talk about it on the podcast. Cause I, I have literally gotten that article sent to me at least 10 times by random people over my cruise days as being a person that people know in the cruising community and um and, and i think it's an interesting story so cool okay that was it we covered the whole email i think that was the whole email we talked about the article we talked about our cruise creatures and you talked about the cruise geeks excellent okay and thank you chris defer for sending us an email absolutely Absolutely. If you want to send us an email about anything, everything, whatever, fantasticcruising at gmail.com. I know we've given you two different emails. And yeah, they're hard to keep straight because they're both fantastic. It's also confusing that we're the Fantastic Cruising Podcast on the Fantastic Studios YouTube channel. We're just like so <laughs> fantastic. We have to use fantastic in front of every word that we can possibly we, think of. We're trying to figure out ways we can confuse people when we set everything yeah, up. Yeah, we probably should have done it differently, but this is the way it is. So. And while, while we've got Tony, we know Tony's in our in our crowd out there. Uh, Tony suggested, I don't know if he's had a chance to listen yet, but he suggested last week's cruise creature, which was the blue dragon, not the not the fifth edition Dungeons and Dragons version, but the the sea slug that goes by that name. And I, not only was I inspired that we did the cruise creature as the blue dragon, but it's such a cool and interesting animal that I painted one this week digitally. It's my digital painting of, of the blue dragon. So I just thought I'd share that real quick here before we get into the main topic. Um, we do have a quick question if you want to answer it. Sure. Um, have we ever done scuba diving for sunken treasure? Oh, um, I have never done a dive with that as my main objective. I mean, sunken treasure to me is really cool fish underwater. I, I have... guess they're not sunken though. <laughs> I mean, so... maybe like a flounder. Yeah. I have found some cool stuff while diving. Uh, most of it though was not 
uh, human created. So when I was 15 and I first got my scuba certification, I came down to the Florida Keys with a, it was a scout group. I was never in scouts except for to come on this trip. And we went to the Florida Keys and we went scuba diving. And I still to this day wonder if my dive instructor did this intentionally to like give me an ooh ah moment. But we're scuba diving across a very sandy area and I see something shiny and I reach down. It's a quarter. Okay. So, all right, fine. There's a lot of divers here. It's a quarter. That's not that unusual. It was a bicentennial quarter. So that's a little, that's a little less likely. Yeah. Right. So I kept that quarter. I gave it to my mom. That was the only treasure I think I've ever found. And I wasn't looking for it. I also found a sea biscuit on that trip, which I probably, in in hindsight, I probably wasn't supposed to take that out of the water, but 15 year old, 1980 something, Matt didn't know that. And I put it in my pocket of my buoyancy compensator device, which we called control devices back then. And when I got back to the boat, I didn't have a sea biscuit as much as I had a crumbled sea biscuit, which I still brought back to my mom and she kept it in a jar for years <laughs> with that quarter. Was it smelly? No, because it was just the test. Oh, of the, see, you of didn't the say biscuit. it was a test. It was just the dried out test. It was, I would not, back then, I would not have taken a live animal out of the water for sure. But it, it was like a, like a sand dollar, but they're puffy. Like I always say, it's like a sand dollar that you put in the oven and the dough rose. Yeah. It's a sea biscuit. So there you go. All right. Okay. We ready for our topic? I'm ready for our topic. Are you? I'm ready. What are some things that could ruin your cruise? And we're not, like I said, we're not talking about death or pirates. Okay. We're not going to those crazy. Well, maybe a little crazy. And we're not going to those dark places. So I've actually, I have to say, there's something that I've thought of since we created this oh, list. Great. Oh, we're going to stop the podcast. We'll be, no, just kidding. I'll just throw it in at some point. Okay. All right. Well, well, first of all, let's talk about the towel animal in the room because that's the thumbnail. Well, there are no towel animals in this room. There are no towel. No, that's not true. Oh, that's true. Never we mind. have the towel animals that our friend Todd printed that's for true. us, which that's are true. really cool. Look how clear that came in just like that. Okay. Um, anyway. Um, yeah, it, I don't really mean that would ruin your cruise. It wouldn't really ruin my cruise. I am, but it's just, a bummer when it's not there. I am just saying, if there are two kinds of people in this world: those who love and adore towel animals, and those who have no soul. That's that's all I'm saying. I'm just going to leave it there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, it wouldn't really ruin my cruise. But it would make me would make me sad. My mom says she still has the jar with the sea biscuit in it. How about that? How about that? So if you don't like telling animals, you're wrong. Um, moving on. <laughs> All right. So, but seriously, um, what are some things that could, could ruin your cruise? Being hungover. Yes. Have you ever been hungover on a cruise? I have, but I've done it strategically. Uh, strategically so it hungover? It hasn't ruined my cruise because I usually, if I drink too much, I do it on the last night. Ah, so you're hungover on getting off the ship. Either right? getting off the ship or like my last day, uh, okay. which is usually fine depending okay. on what's going on. So yes, but it's been strategic. 
I have never been hungover on a cruise because I don't usually drink that much on a cruise and I don't want to be hungover on a cruise. And as you get older, um, you wear out the soles of your party boots to quote my favorite band. And it gets a little bit harder and harder to, um, to recover from those. And so I don't like that anymore. Not that I ever enjoyed it, but you know, what used to be just the morning is now like two days. So I just don't typically drink enough that I would get hung over. I don't think it would ruin my whole cruise if I did make a mistake and drink too much. Like, you know, if we're drinking out of shoes or something on this group cruise in October, but um, I'm still not behind. Yeah. That. I'm not, I'm not really, I'm not really with that either, but, um, but I, it could ruin like a day or maybe even a day and a half. It could definitely put a damper on your cruise, but that's, that's about it. I don't know. Yeah. I think that's it. So that's why it's the first one we, we brought up. Cause I think it, it could, if you're a person that just has to drink a lot and you get hung over that, you know, maybe it would make your cruise kind of miserable. I don't know. Yeah. I have, I haven't drunk like that since like my first two cruises. So yeah. it's happened, but I just, I mean, you drink more than me in general anyways. Yeah, but not that much. I mean, I don't get hung over. No, no, no. I'm just saying, like, yeah. you have more drinks within a week mm. than I do. Typically, yeah. Like, I might have one on a Friday night. And I might have one every other night or something. <laughs> it's because I'm a party animal. That's right. Um, But, but, you know what I am thinking? <laughs> what I have done is I've made myself sick from eating too much. Again, that has not ruined my cruise, but it has it has made my stomach upset and kind of altered a little bit of my cruise, but nothing so, nothing terrible. Erin makes a really good point. Um, she says it bums her out when the room steward unassembles the towel animal and makes another. She likes to create a zoo. Right? I agree with that. I hate it so much because I grab my towel animal and I put it like at the corner of the couch because I want it to sit there. And then I come in the next day and it's not there and there's something new. The new thing is lovely. But where is my elephant? Your first towel animal had to die and sacrifice itself to create the next one. But then I see pictures like on the the cruise page of like other people who have like zoos of animals and i'm like yeah why is mine gone depends on your steward so and, and look i get it if you like were to just randomly throw your towel animal on the chair maybe they would be like okay i'll take it apart but sometimes i will carefully strategically place them someplace where it's obvious that i carefully place this towel animal so that it yeah. would not become disassembled and um maybe next time i'll put a note <laughs> Please leave me so I can make more friends. So I had, I've had lots of awesome room stewards, but I had one that was exceptionally awesome. And I thought, um, I thought I would draw them a picture because that's what I do. That's like a way that I show affection sometimes is drawing pictures. So I drew them a picture of the towel animal and I wrote a note and said, thank you so much for all the towel animals you've made us. I made one for you. And I, and I said it, I think on the counter on the bed, I don't know. They never took it. So either, either they were like, what is this garbage? Or they might speak English, but they might not read it <laughs> is what I'm thinking, which I don't even speak another language. So they've got one up on me, but reading and speaking you know, Different. I think most room stewards probably speak more than two languages. Most people on cruise ships. Yeah. I would bet. I would bet the average 
cruise ship employee that's not from the United States probably speaks three or four languages that I don't really know that is true, but I, somebody out there, find out, do some research, find out if that's the case. All right, moving on. What is the next thing? Uh, missing an anticipated port or excursion. That could be a big one. We're like, getting a little more serious. Like, now. like while you're on the cruise. Yeah. So for example, our cruise that we did last September decided not to go to Bonaire, but we did know that in advance. We had it plenty was of time a bummer to, to cry in our pillows. And, but we knew. Yeah. So that was a strange noise. That was a loud bang outside, either a gunshot or something exploding. We're not sure. It was not <laughs> a firework. Um, yeah. Um, our friends Mallory and Andrew recently were on the Carnival Freedom and they had some, some COVID issues and went to Curacao and then were told that they couldn't go to Aruba and Bonaire. Mm-hmm. Like those are big ports to miss. Yeah. And if you had like a really cool excursion planned now, again, hopefully this isn't going to ruin your whole cruise, but I don't know. I, there are some cruises where that could potentially be a big enough blow that it would just. Like, I feel like that's a big one. Like they, they ended up going to Amber Cove, which they were really excited about because they wanted to do the excursion that we did when we went there. But like, if Matt and I were on that cruise with them, like that would have been a real bummer because we've done that excursion. Right. And there's not a lot of other things and like we've, monkeys. We've been to and, Amber Cove and, one other time. Yeah. So we've been there twice yeah. already. So if we missed out on Aruba and Bonaire and we found out while we're on, we're on the cruise and then we are told we were going to Amber Cove to replace those two ports, that'd be a bummer. It would be a, but it would be a big bummer. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah. I, you know, and, and like Tommy Castabona always says, you know, you got to roll with it. You got to, you got to be okay with change. And that is absolutely 100% true, but we all have our limits, right? Like there's, there's, there's a point where you cross a line where you just can't take anymore. Right. So um, that, that potentially there could be a scenario there that would probably really put a damper on, on my cruise experience. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, next one is a a really bad sunburn. And I don't mean like so bad that you're like got sun poisoning and you're physically ill, but bad enough that you cannot possibly not at every moment of the day remember that you have a sunburn and that you can't sleep. Um, it just hurts all the time. And I haven't had a sunburn like that since I was a child, but I know that it's possible because I've seen people on cruises that look like lobsters in a boiling pot. And so I always, I'm like, Oh, Ooh. Yeah. That would be bad. Yeah. I haven't had a burn like that in a while, but. Yeah. I don't know if anybody that's, that's watching this now, if you've ever been sunburned on a cruise or recently enough like that, yeah, I mean, I, my friend, bad. my friend Ashley always gets burned pretty bad when she comes pale. down here. Yeah, she's pale and she's from Indiana, mm-hmm. so like she comes down to Florida and I'm like, I like spray her down with sunscreen. I'm like, do not get burnt this time. <laughs> well, and and honestly, I I think that's a a good thing to bring up too because, you know, being that we live in Florida and neither one of us have super pale skin, but also the fact that we live in Florida, 
Like we're exposed not to the level of UV that you get in the Caribbean, but we are exposed to a much higher level than you would get in Indiana. And so I know people who have come down here from Missouri who are like, I don't ever get sunburnt. And they come down to Florida and they find out that the angle of the earth that they're on now is a lot different than what it was when they were in Missouri or wherever farther away. So bear that in mind if you are not from Florida or someplace with a with a higher UV output that, you know, wear some clothes, put some sunscreen on, wh whatever you need to do. Wear a hat, that kind of thing. You read Tony's comment. Tony says, for some reason, I thought Kimber said, I haven't burped like that in a while. <laughs> she hasn't. She hasn't burped like that in a while either. <laughs> <laughs> so this is where I'm going to place the one that I thought of. Oh, okay, good. Yeah. So the next one that's not on our list that Matt doesn't know about is getting an email or text or voicemail or something. Oh, I know where this is going. Telling you that something has happened to your pet, such as it's run away or maybe it's had <laughs> some sort of injury um, and you don't have like any access to contact anyone. Really makes you concerned. Well, that's probably never going to happen. Oh, except it does. It does happen, Matt. <laughs> yeah. So, so I was on a cruise one time. And I did not have the internet package because I sometimes cruise to disconnect until I did started doing this podcast with Matt. And now we have internet most of the time. It's more common now. In yeah. the last few years, it's become more common. Yeah, but I didn't at the time. And we had gotten to Cozumel and went to one of the bars that has Wi-Fi. And I turned my phone on for Wi-Fi. And I start getting lots of texts and emails and voicemails from my mom, my dog sitter. Um, a lady who found my dog, um, telling me that my dog got away from its sitter. And of course, as, as it progresses, like I'm hearing, oh, you're, I found your dog and oh, I lost your dog and oh, your dog is gone. And then I start reading more and oh, we found your dog, your dog's back, everything's <laughs> fine. But it's like, but if you hadn't gotten to that part, <laughs> that could be a lot of stress. Yeah, it was. Um, yeah. Well, and you're, and Reno is an escape artist. He, he is, his nickname is Houdini. Yeah. Cause Griffin and Alyssa watched him one time and he like dug and they have a dog and they, Reno somehow dug out, like he was in Alcatraz and like somebody found him and, and like called or something. Yeah, we were, it was when we went up to do our trip last time to up North, we yeah. were driving back. So we, we weren't on a cruise. Yeah. But so I got, I got a call and this guy was like, I have your dog. And I was like, <laughs> you what? <laughs> so we, we called Griff and Alyssa and we were like, so where's Reno? And, and Griff was like, he's outside. <laughs> I was like, that's true. Yes, but not in your yard. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, not their fault because. Houdini I mean, dog. Yeah. yeah Houdini so. dog. Yes. Yes. So that, that is a good, that's a good one. I know. That's a good one. Yeah. Finding out something that's happened to your pet that you can't do anything about. We should make a new animated movie called Finding Reno. <laughs> 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 All right. 
Uh, next one is one that I have had more experience than I like to, and that is uh, sand flies. Now, sand flies, I've run into these in Honduras. I know they're also in Belize. Sand flies can mean a lot of different things in a lot of places. Uh, there are literally thousands of insects that are referred to as sand flies, and they're different things in different areas. But the ones that are in Honduras specifically, I can speak to, because if you are the kind of person that is annoyed by a mosquito bite, a sandfly bite is like that times 10. And they also are usually, for every one mosquito bite, times 10. So you get lots of them, and they itch to a neurotic level. Like mosquito bites bother me a little, but not that much. I, I'm lucky in that way. Uh, these things... I was like bloody leg and I didn't even have them that bad. I've seen them the entire back filled sand flies could ruin your cruise because uh, they could, you could get bit up so bad that you would just be miserable, just absolutely miserable. And there's not a lot you can do. There are, you can put different like anti itch things, cortisone, like hydrocortisone. There's, there's things you can do to help a little bit. But it's you're just going to have to power through it. And it's not an easy thing to power through. Like you can't sleep. If you get them bad enough, it's bad. It's real bad. And you don't even know that they're biting you until like a few hours later. Like you don't know while you're sitting in Maya Chan and not Maya Chan, Maya Key in Honduras that you're being attacked. And then you get on the ship and at dinner, you're like, is that an itch? And you look down, you scratch, and then you realize you have big welts all over. Yeah, Megs, Megs must have uh, experienced those because she's saying sandflies are awful. So if you are going someplace like Honduras, Belize, and you're going to be on a beach or someplace where there might be sandflies, make sure you got some bug spray with some DEET in it, some serious DEET in there, or you might uh, you might ruin your cruise. It can happen. So our next one mm. goes along somewhat with actually a comment that we have. It does indeed. Yeah. So our next one is you've like lost a lot of money at the casino or maybe you've run out of your spending money mm. too early. Yeah. So Aaron said our go-to credit card was eight by an ATM in Grand Turk. That was a real bummer as we were stuck with no money for the day. And that that would be a sucky thing for that day. Yeah. But that could potentially happen to you for the whole cruise. Right. So that's one scenario you could have, uh, like, like I left my credit card at the breakfast place before we went on <laughs> the cruise. And so I wouldn't have had any money if it, you know, but we had another credit card and stuff and we had cruise credit and stuff like that. But potentially that could have been a pretty devastating thing. It would have meant, you know, we couldn't spend any money on board or on excursions that we hadn't already prepaid. That could suck real bad. Um, you could hopefully not, but you could have something happen where your your wallet or your purse is stolen or something like that. And you run out of money. Um, you could just have the concern then of identity theft, things like that happening. People running up stuff on your credit card. But then the other thing is um, you could, if you're a gambling sort of person, I imagine you could keep thinking you're going to pull it out, pull it out, pull it out. And then you end up spending way more money than you ever should have 
in the casino. Now, most people I talk to that gamble on the cruise ships are smart. They do it to have fun. They do it with the intent that they know they're going to most likely lose money. And so they set aside an increment and they say, this is what we're going to gamble. And after that, we're done. And as and long they, as they can stop themselves. And they accept that that's, that's their fate, right? They're just, they're just giving money to the cruise line with the, with the odd hope that they might actually strike it big one day. Um, and that's fine. But if you are a person that does have some issues with that and you're like, nope, nope, I can pull it back. I can pull it back. Uh, you could potentially get yourself into some serious hurt uh, on a cruise. And that I imagine that could ruin your whole cruise. Yeah. <laughs> like you could go. I've heard of people losing a lot of money on casinos on cruises. That could but hurt. then you could win at the table. Real bad. Yes. <laughs> See, that's the that's the attitude right there. That's the attitude. I'm not a gambler, so um, I can't really speak these things. Yeah. I don't have that gene, but, um, but you know, I get it. People have fun and, and I'm, I'm, I'm not, nothing wrong with that, but uh, you know, it's just like drinking. If, if you can't, some people just can't do that without having issues. And those people just need to not drink for their own health. Yeah. <laughs> so it's the same with gambling, I think, but that could ruin your cruise. That could ruin your cruise for sure. All right, what's the next one on there? Next is bad weather. Bad, bad weather. Yeah, so storming the whole time, cold when you're not in a cold area. To let me just, Tony wants a, a, a UFO shirt now with the octopus. An unidentified friendly octopus? Yes. I yes. think that should be something that, that I mean, I mean, I did just do the, the live fast, die young cephalopod octopus stickers and, and probably, shirts maybe you should do like an octopus series which i yes yes that's a good idea which i don't know i i imagine most of our people that listen to this podcast probably get the joke here but just in case you don't um octopuses live an average of one to two years so do squid so they are the true live fast die young animals so Anyway, I wore that. We we were closed at work this week. The aquarium was closed for like cleaning and renovation and stuff. But we all went there and we were doing a lot of stuff together. And we got to wear whatever we wanted. So I wore that shirt. And so my coworkers, some of them got it. I don't know if all of them got it, but some of them were like, <laughs> other ones were probably like, you're old. Why are you wearing a live fast, die young shirt? You obviously <laughs> didn't take that advice. And then others were like, I see what you did there. So anyway, okay. Um, the weather, weather can be a problem. Yeah. Now a little rain on a day or whatever, fine. But if it's like storming, you can't go out and do anything the whole time. If you're on a good big ship like Mardi Gras or one of those Oasis class ships, there's probably a lot of fun stuff you can do. But look, some people cruise just to go on the ship. Yeah. And so they probably don't care that much. Well, I'm I'm thinking of uh, a few years ago. I think Mary Miller was on a, a princess cruise, a Panama Canal cruise. I remember she missed because of the really bad storm. She right. missed a few ports. Yeah. Yeah. You could miss ports. That could go back to the earlier one that yeah. we had. But I mean, if you're like us, yeah, you enjoy the ship. But that is not why. Like if it was just the ship, I wouldn't be a cruiser. Like I enjoy the ship, but that's not why I cruise. I cruise to go to these destinations. I cruise to be in the Caribbean. And so if, if I went on a cruise and the whole time it was just miserable weather, 
I'd still try and have fun and keep a positive attitude, but there's that line again <laughs> that you can cross. And and I know myself and I can get grumpy and uh, I can lose that, that glass half full attitude. And sometimes I can get it back and sometimes I can't. And so that would be a tough one for me is bad weather. Yeah. That would be a tough one. All right. What is next on the list? Next, we have fighting with your significant other or shipmate. That would suck. That would suck. That would suck. And um, I've, in the past, I've gotten into spats that lasted for a day or maybe a little more. <laughs> Did put a big damper on that section of the cruise, but never more than that. But we have seen this on cruises. Uh, not from people that we know per se, but like when we were in the steakhouse on um, the horizon mm -hmm. and there was a couple in there that were just embarrassingly fighting with each other. And you know, that wasn't limited and restricted to that one night that could ruin your cruise because you can't really get away from them. Like you can't go stay at your buddies. I mean, unless you got a big group maybe or something, but uh, I would be stressed out. Like I don't like, fighting with with people that I care about. So if even if I know I'm right, which I, I usually do, I still don't like it when we argue, you know? What? <laughs> really? No, I don't I don't like I don't that's it's a tension that I, I might put up a front that I can go and not think about it and do it, but that's not really what's happening. I'm just dwelling on it. You gotta so, make these people think that we fight. <laughs> we actually get along very well. Yeah. I mean, we don't really, I mean, I think the, the most that happens is, is I get cranky about something and then you just ignore me or tell me to get over it. And then I do. That's, that's how it works because yeah. I can't fix it. Yeah. So I'm just like, fine, he can have his time. Yeah. And once he's done, he'll be done. And that's for me, that's very effective because otherwise you start poking and prodding. And I, it just, I used it just to try escalates. and fix it. And then it never worked. No. So I'm just like, fine. He can be mad about it and he'll get over it. Yeah. Cause usually I'm, it's not, I'm never mad about you. I'm just mad yeah. at something else. And I just need to pout about it and then I'll and come back in 15 minutes and I'm fine. <laughs> so we have another one that's come in. That's not on our list, but pretty specific. Um, a family member forgets their passport, so you call the license office in your town and have to send them a picture of a note that says they can print a birth certificate so your brother-in-law can pick up almost an hour away from him. Then he has to text a picture of it that then you send to the cruise person who prints it and your family member is allowed on the ship. <laughs> wow. I feel like that's happened to Todd. So basically, don't forget... <laughs> well, and then he said... So, yeah, um, it can happen. I'm just saying. So uh, don't forget your passport. No. Make sure you've got your passport and then check again. And then before you leave, check it one more time. That could ruin your cruise. That could ruin your cruise because it wouldn't happen. Right? <laughs> so that's that's different. We're not even on that particular topic, but that is something to uh, definitely consider. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so, yeah. So fighting with... And, and also, you know, I've been fortunate. Everyone that I've cruised with, I've really enjoyed their company. And um, even me, especially you. Aww. But 
I know that there are people that are not as fun to cruise with for whatever reason, and they can spoil your time. And so that can be a, that can be a thing that can mess up your cruise yeah. or something. So, uh, you know, be careful who you choose as your shipmates is all I'm saying. And deal with your, you know, work out your, your relationship problems before you get on the ship and you're stuck with that person 24 seven for yeah. <laughs> well, seven, I guess it says it all anyway. All right. What's the next one? Getting sick. Yes. But not COVID. Yeah. We're just, not, yeah, we're not going there. Okay? Just sick <laughs> pre pre COVID time yeah, or any or other type. Let's, let's spin that one to a post- positive. Post-COVID times, because there will be a post-COVID time. Yes. So (laughs) sick enough that, like, not just a cold where maybe you still can go to, like, a deck or something and not be super close to people, but, like, sick to the point where you just don't want to get out of bed. Yeah, you're stuck in your cabin either because you're forced to or or you're you're just that ill that you just can't function, and that would ruin my cruise. Yeah, because you that wouldn't would really be cruising. And not only would it be sucky to be that sick, but it would be double sucky to be that sick and burning up your vacation time on that cruise ship where you couldn't enjoy it. It's like it's like, you know, dangling the treasure in front of your eyes, but you can't, you know. Yeah. Like that how was that Howard Jones song? I don't know who Howard Jones. You can Jones put your is. foot in the pool, but you just can't swim. I love Howard Jones. I can't. Hojo. Okay. (laughs) All right. What's next? Next. um, If you miss the ship at a port. Now we're getting to some serious issues. Like a lot of the issues we've had that we've talked about that could ruin your cruise are things that are either just going to, they're just going to be a bummer. Yeah. Or maybe you just don't feel well, but it this, just sucks. This would like literally ruin your cruise. This would, yeah. And it, especially if you can't super get stressful, back to the ship. Super stressful, depending on where this happened. Yeah. You can't get back to the ship. You miss the ship. I mean, the amount your of, passport's on the ship, so you can't get anywhere. Yeah. Now, where in your cruise this happens could be could make this more or less severe. Uh, because if if it's your last port stop before you're you're two sea days you know your cruise is over you're not getting back but if you like if you like miss it in aruba and the ship's going to bonaire the next day well it's gonna suck because you're gonna have to spend some money but you're probably gonna be able to get to that port for the next day and uh and sail and sail back on the ship yeah but it's still i imagine the amount of stress that would happen from that would be significant and like you said if you didn't have your passport because i mean there's a it's a big debate on whether you should take your passport off the ship with you or not and uh and and there's good arguments on both sides but if you are a person that doesn't and that happened to you um now what are you going to do go to the u.s embassy and wait for all that or i i don't even know Um, i don't even know my my solution is just don't miss the ship right yes well that is the (laughs) yes but um you know that that leads us to our last thing, which is you could you could have a serious injury on the ship or at a port. Yeah. And that serious injury, now we're not talking life-threatening because that's a whole other category that we're not really getting into in this particular subject. But, um, but what if you like break your leg 
while you're zip lining in Cozumel. Yeah. And now you miss you miss your transport. You have to go to a hospital in somewhere in Mexico. And I've heard all kinds of stories say, about well, that going think not about, well. <laughs> um, your friends, Charlie and Bev, their friends. Yeah. Who had their son that he had done something to his eye. Yeah, I got like an eye infection. Yeah, and the, the ship doctor was like, I can't help you and put him on a little boat and sent him off to Mexico. No, they were in the, I think they were in were the they? Caribbean. So like they were on an island. I don't remember. But yeah, they yeah. sent him back and said, we can't help you. We've got to go to a hospital. And luckily they were able to catch back up with the ship at the next port. But that's not always. But it case. wasn't easy. They ended up like in a helicopter with some guy from Which Australia. Which was kind of sketchy situation. Sketchy. Yeah. So. yeah so it didn't totally ruin their cruise but they did miss a port from it yes so dan says don't miss the ship it's important uh, thank you for that dan uh yeah so that that could suck and and uh just having a serious injury would suck too well yeah if you break your leg like what are you gonna do the rest of the cruise you're gonna sit somewhere like that's no fun what if one of if one of us did that? Like, there's no snorkeling, there's no scuba diving, you know. Like, we're just now we might as well just be sitting in the family room. So, right. <laughs> only we won't have as good an internet connection on the ship. So it, that could potentially suck real bad. Oh, now now Brian has got some information here. He says supposedly, and I cannot confirm if you miss the ship. As they are scouring the ship looking for you, they will check your room at that time. They will open the safe and look for your passports. Oh, this is interesting. If they are there, they take them off the ship and leave them with the shoreside support staff at the dock where you are left. So you have them. I cannot confirm because I'm not willing to test this, but I have heard this is this is what may happen. That actually would be really really that, smart that makes it a little more that, comforting that that if anybody knows anybody that has been in that predicament i would love to get verification on that because that would make that would make the debate about whether to take your passport off the ship or not a lot easier to um yeah. to, to solve for me cuz right now i'll be honest with you I don't take my passport off the ship and there is part of me that thinks that's a mistake. But if what our friend Brian says is accurate and typically what our friend Brian says is accurate, then that would make me feel like I'm, I'm good. I'm all right. Cause they are going to know if you're not on the ship, right. they're going to know that. So. Yeah. yeah, that would, I mean, I wouldn't miss the ship unless something horrible happened that I, I mean, couldn't control. It could happen. It, it could, but I'm not one to like wait until the last five minutes to get back on the ship. Yeah. I'm like a two hours early kind of a person. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, unless it's a, unless it's with uh, an excursion with the cruise line where they right, know right, you're right. going to be late. But that's, that's different right. on my own. Cause they're going to take, not... you're going to get to that ship one way or another. If it's, if it's through, if it's an excursion through the cruise line and even a lot of the cruise excursions that you can get booked through like the um, different travel agents and stuff, uh, a lot of them will guarantee that they get you back to yeah. that ship. So if it's on them, the person that is in trouble is the one who stayed in senior frogs too long and had a couple too many drinks, passed out and uh, missed the ship. Huh. Those are the people that yeah. are going to be in trouble or they're on some, they just went to the 
road and hailed a cab and got in it for a tour and they got a broken down vehicle an hour away and you know wherever yeah that's where you're going to run into problems brian is linking a um cruisefever.net article so he says maybe an urban legend may be true i will try to find out appreciate that brian i mean to me if that's not true it should be true yeah. Because I, why, why wouldn't they do that? That makes a lot of sense. Like, why would they not do that? Um, absolutely. In fact, it almost makes me think, I don't know. I don't know if it's dangerous. Maybe it's, maybe this is a bad idea, but it would almost make me want to leave my passport out. Like, so they could easily access it. Right. But I don't know if there's like a lot of identity theft from passports. I don't know. I don't know the answers to these questions, but it is definitely an interesting topic. We'll have to look into this more and see what we can find out. All right. Let's roll with the cruise creature. Because we're going to, a cruise creature is not going to be a cruise creature. It's going to be cruise creatures. Okay, so we thought what cruise creature would go well with this particular topic? And we originally we were just going to go, let's talk about sand flies. But look, there's not that much to say about sand flies. And sand fly can mean so many different things. I didn't really want to hone in on the sand fly because I was like, and you get into a lot of stuff that we don't want to talk about on here because sand flies are all over the world and there are some sand flies that are vectors of some really nasty stuff and we don't want to give people the wrong impression or anything like that and scare them. So we decided we would do cruise creatures that could ruin your cruise. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, there are some cruise creatures. Now, hopefully none of these are going to ruin your cruise, but there are some that could probably definitely put a serious damper on your cruise. So I've got a list here. We've got a list here. We've got a list here. And Kimber, what is the first animal on that list? Stingrays. Stingrays could potentially ruin your cruise. I've never, and I'm sure it's happened, but I've never heard of an account of anyone. And I say account because Kevin Counts just joined the chat. Hi, Kevin. Uh, I've never heard an account of anyone being stung by a stingray on a cruise excursion. I'm sure it's happened. I'm sure I just haven't heard about it, but it's, I I feel like it must not be a super common thing. Uh, people get stung by stingrays on a somewhat regular amount in Florida, but usually it's usually at the beach. They're doing things like skimboarding, uh, jumping around in the, in the surf where they accidentally just pounce on one. Uh, I know a buddy of mine got stuck between the toes my friend Austin, um, he's been he's been stuck a bunch of times, but he was skimboarding when he was doing it, uh, when he got stuck. If you get hit by a stingray, um, it's going to hurt a lot. You're not going to die. I mean, that's very, very rare and not something you have to worry about for stingrays in the Caribbean. Um, but it is going to be painful and... My friend that got stuck between the toes, like he couldn't walk for a week. Yeah. Like at all. And he was in excruciating pain. Now they were able to help him with some hot water and it did start to feel better, but he was still 
unable to walk a week later, or at least he could barely hobble a week later. That's going to ruin your cruise, or it's going to at least change your cruise significantly. I'm actually a little bit surprised that we don't know of more people that have gotten. I, I'll tell you why well, I the, think that's well, the case. Like, think about when we went to Coco Cay. Right. Like, how many stingrays did we see, like, right up where people were standing? So, I, I'm going to tell you why I think people don't get stuck by stingrays in the Caribbean. This is my theory. I don't I don't know that this is true, but I just feel like it might be. The, the reason that people get stuck by stingrays most of the time is when they step on them, and not lightly, they, like, pounce on them. Okay? So, uh, people get stung in Florida. The water's not very clear. They're skimboarding. People aren't skimboarding in Caribbean cruises and the beaches. At least I've never seen it. But the other big difference is Caribbean water is clear. Mm -hmm. Stingray sees you coming. They see people. They move. Uh, now, there are stingrays in the area where people are, but that water is usually calmer. And so people are more likely to see the stingray and not pounce on the stingray. Stingrays, I've stepped on stingrays many times. I've never been stung by a stingray because I've never stomped on one. I felt them flap under my feet. I, I've had that happen quite a few times, actually, in murky water. Stingrays don't want to sting you. It's a defense mechanism. It's almost reflexive. But, um, yeah, you're you're probably not going to get stuck if you step on a stingray with normal, like, walking pressure. If you jump, if you're jumping, like we were playing, my buddy that got stuck between the toes, we were playing catch with some kind of ball mm. and he, he was jumping around and he just pounced on it. Of course it's stuck him. So that's my theory. Okay. Yeah. Um, Go to this one because this one was just mentioned. The fire coral. Yeah. Fire coral. We had Klaikowski in here a little bit earlier. Klaikowski can tell you what fire coral can do to you and your cruise. It's probably not going to ruin your entire cruise, but you are going to remember that you got stung by fire coral uh, for the rest of the cruise because it's going to hurt. Not as bad as a stingray sting. I've been hit by fire coral a few times. And here's how I would describe fire coral. Uh, a fire coral stings. It, it, it hurts like if you get a cut that is infected and it's tender where every time you just barely touch it, it's like, ah, that's what a fire coral sting feels like for a various amount of time, depending on your body and how you react and how much venom you get and all that sort of thing. For me, it's usually lasted uh, maybe a week and it's always been little spots where I accidentally touch some on a piece of metal or something like that. But like John, he like, got smashed up against it and it got the whole side of his body. I thought it was on his arm. It might've been his arm, but it was, it was like on the side and yeah. it lasted for like a month. Yeah. A yeah. long time. So um, it can, it can be, yeah, it can be pretty bad. If, if you don't really get stung bad, it might just be itchy and then it's just going to be annoying, but not too bad. If you put some hydrocortisone or something, which is something you want to consider bringing in your first aid kit is hydrocortisone or you could go to the ship doctor and I'm sure they would give you some hydrocortisone to put on there. So yes, beware of the fire coral. I mean, it's a bad idea to touch coral for so many reasons, but it's an extra bad idea to touch fire coral. 
but yeah. it, it's it's something that if you're not careful and you're swimming up against like a rocky corally area uh and there's like choppy waves or something you could smash into it on accident so be be careful next thing is uh sea urchins yeah so there are a lot of different types of sea urchins and in the Caribbean, most of them, if you stepped on them or put your hand on them, it probably wouldn't be that big of a deal. It would be a big deal for the sea urchin because you'd probably crush it, but um, it it wouldn't be like, it might stick you a little bit, but that's it. But there is a species called the long spine sea urchin that's in the Caribbean and in Florida that have long spines, like, you know, they're called a long spine sea urchin. Mm -hmm. They have a, a toxic property. Um, you could argue it's a venom uh, that will hurt much worse. And depending on who you are, you may have more a more serious or less serious reaction to it. One of the guys that we work with who works with our corals and stuff, he's very, very prone to having a bad reaction. Sometimes he gets stuck because he works with the these long spine sea urchins. And he says it'll make him pass out. So <laughs> that's bad. Yeah. Um, but for most people, it's just going to hurt. And it's probably not going to ruin your whole cruise, but it's definitely going to, you're not going to forget. And if you, if the spines break off, which is pretty high probability that'll happen, um, you're going to be going to the doctor or a doctor locally and having those removed. And you have to worry about infections and stuff like that. So, um, Again, it's not life-threatening, but it is going to be a pain in whatever you hit the sea urchin with, and uh, it's going to it's gonna put a damper on your cruise. What's the next one on the list? Jellyfish. Jellyfish. Have you been stung by a jellyfish? I have been stung by nothing. You have been stung by nothing well, at all. Ants. Yes, you've been stung by fire ants. Yeah. Um, so I've been stung by jellyfish quite a few times. Most of the time, it's really not a big deal. I've been hit by our our more common species of jellyfish in Florida. It hurts for about 10, 15 minutes, like um, like stinging nettle, if you've ever experienced that plant, and then it goes away. But there are some that are a little worse. I've talked about this before. I got stung by a warty jellyfish in Belize, and that made me think about it. Again, uh, a few hours later, it was just a few bumps that didn't hurt anymore. But when I got hit, it was pretty bad. But it didn't ruin my cruise. It just, well, I kind of thought it was interesting because I'd never been hit by one that hurt that bad. And I went and got a picture of it. But, um, but I mean, for most people, it's not going to ruin your cruise. But it might ruin your excursion. Yeah. There is, however, a jellyfish um, in the Caribbean potentially that could uh, ruin your cruise. And that is the, the box jellyfish. So these are not super common in the Caribbean, but I have seen them in Grand Cayman. I almost touched one because I thought it was a tinafore. And then I saw mm -hmm. it had tentacles. They're not true jellyfish. It doesn't look that much like a tinafore. Well, they do when you just see that cube. Okay. So they're, they're called box jellyfish because they have this kind of cube box shape to them and their tentacles. These are not the species that are in the Caribbean, by the way, I don't, I don't think, but, um, but they look pretty similar to that. All the box jellyfish have a similar body design and they're really hard to see because they're almost invisible. Like this, I chose this picture for a reason. Um, if you get stung by one of those in the Caribbean, it's not going to kill you, 
if you get stung by one of those in Australia, it might, but in the Caribbean, it's not because uh, they're different types. But it is going to hurt and it might continue to hurt for the rest of your cruise. Uh, I don't know many, I don't know anybody who's been stung by a box jelly in the Caribbean. I don't think they're that common. I don't know how bad or how long that would last, but, um, but yeah, not fun, not fun. Next on there, we have the scorpion fish or lionfish. Somebody recently sent me a Facebook message that somebody they knew stepped on a scorpion fish and it was bad. Kind of like, um, a stingray on steroids. One, they have multiple dorsal spines. I'll put a picture up for those watching on YouTube. They blend in really well. I've seen this species of fish in um, Curacao, Aruba. I think I saw it in Half Moon Cay. I've seen it in Roatan, Honduras. Um, those little spines on their back are have a venom that is really just all about pain. Uh, it's not a dangerous venom, but it's a venom that's it's just for defense. So it, it doesn't need to kill. It needs to make things not want to ever touch one of those again. So it hurts real bad. And I know the person that got stung, I mean, they ended up at the ship doctor and they had to get antibiotics and they were like my friend that got hit by the stingray. They weren't able to walk and stuff like that. Now, if you see one of these fish, they have really good camouflage and they're usually in kind of rocky areas. But um, when they start to swim, they have really bright colored pectoral fins. So they're really a, an interesting fish and kind of a beautiful fish, but, um, but you don't want to get stung by them. Again, that's the only person I know that's ever been stung by one of those, but I'm sure I just don't know everybody that gets stung by one of them. But um, I don't know. I don't think it's very common because the areas where they are, um, People aren't going to generally be walking around. I don't know exactly where this happened. And if this fish sees you coming and stuff, it's going to swim away. Like I've scared them trying to take pictures of them before. And they, I get like within a foot of them and they're like, nope, I'm out of here. And they just swim um, away. I usually wear scuba booties or water shoes in the water. That anyway. would, that would increase your chances of not getting stung, but I would not be surprised if that spine would go right through the bottom of a scuba booty. Mm. It would definitely go through the sides, the neoprene, but it, depending on how thick your booty is, <laughs> how thick is my booty? It Matt? might not penetrate. <laughs> Tell me how thick my booty is. You would probably be in trouble because it's not very thick, <laughs> but it's a five mil. Oh, that, oh, that no, your booties are a five mil. I'm talking about the sole of your booty. <laughs> What's next? Next up and, and last up are going to be the sandflies and mosquitoes. So uh, this, by the way, is what... <laughs> Meg's wearing steel-toed shoes from now on. <laughs> <laughs> this this is what a sandfly looks like in Honduras, but this is they're much smaller than this. They're, very, they're not mosquitoes per se, but they are very similar to mosquitoes. And... Um, and so kind of, a, kind of the same sort of MO uh, where the females are the ones that typically will, will cause the problems and stuff. But um, yeah, just if you're going to some place that is known for mosquitoes or sandflies, you know, bring some bug repellent and just know that 
you might be getting attacked when you don't realize it. When we were in uh, Aruba and we walked back on that trail and we started getting hit by those mosquitoes. Oh, yeah, that was bad. I was so worried that those were going to be sand flies, but uh, I didn't think they were because when I've been bitten by sand flies, I didn't know it till after the fact. And they weren't because those itches, the itches from that weren't, didn't end up being that severe. They weren't that good. They weren't, but they weren't like horrible. Like, I felt them at least another day later. Right. But just for yeah. like a day. Right. Not for like two weeks. Yeah. yeah. But they like, yeah. Well, I guess we'll jump into your next one then. Yeah. Meg Benadryl is a good thing to bring too. Yeah. Because that can help with like allergic reactions and stuff like that. Yeah. But so. those, those mosquitoes, like one got me. And then we took a couple more steps and then another one. And then like they surrounded us. And even on our walk back, it's like they were like following us. <laughs> Billy says, Billy J Travel sprayed my computer screen with <laughs> off after seeing that sandfly. <laughs> yeah, you you don't want to mess with sandflies. They are no, they are no fun uh, at all. So so those are some cruise creatures that could put a little bit of a damper on your cruise. Yeah. You just want to be prepared. And honestly, the majority of those, the chances of you having a negative experience with them are very, very small, except maybe the mosquitoes and sandflies in certain areas. Your probability of having bad experiences with them are very high. <laughs> so, uh, you know, like the Boy Scouts say, be prepared. Or like Scar says, be prepared. <laughs> and there you go. And that... And that is our podcast, I think. All right. Anything else? I don't think so. I think that's it. I think we're done. All right. Well, on that note, it's time to head for the horizon. And until next time, seize the day. Have a fantastic week, everybody. And we're back. We are back. <laughs> Thank you for hanging out with us after the credits. If you don't know, we usually like to come back on after the credits for a little fun, whatever, if we have anything fun to say, and then we will cut it and then we'll stick around and chat with, with the people out there uh, for a little while until people get sick of us or we get tired <laughs> and we have to go. So um, you have something? You have something? Well, yeah. So okay. so there's a show that I've been waiting <laughs> for a decent amount of time to come out. And <clears throat> when I first found out about this show, I thought it was going to come out like the next month. And then it kept getting pushed back and pushed back and pushed back. And it came out today on Amazon Prime video. <laughs> and... If if any of you have, have ever listened to us talk, which considering this is a podcast, you probably do. <laughs> I often listen to Critical Role, which is a D&D. Dungeons and Dragons. Sorry, Dungeons and Dragons. Um, we have to interpret for the, the 
random chance that somebody who's not gay. Yeah, that's true. Um, basically it's it's a bunch of voice actors that play dungeons and dragons and i watch this on youtube and like each episode is like four hours long so i spend a lot of time watching this or listening because it's mostly listening hundreds of hours like a lot of time well anyway it's it's gotten really really big so they decided to create an animated series and it came out today just a little psa uh, this is not a cartoon for children. No, there's it is definitely there is there is nudity, there is profanity, uh, there is blood and gore. Um, yeah, so and there well, there's not nudity on the thing that you watch, but there's definitely profanity. Oh yeah, in the thing you watch and and descriptive violence. Yes. So just be aware of that. Um, not necessarily for the, the younger people out there that may be sensitive to those things. But if you do like that podcast, well, it's, I guess, more of a YouTube thing. It's a YouTube thing. So it's... it's They do a podcast out of it, but it's really first yeah, it's a YouTube Yeah, I, I don't know deal. what it is now, but when they started, it was on Geek and Sundry. Um, I don't know if that's still the case because I'm still on their first mm -hmm. campaign. And they're now on their third one um, because it's a lot of hours. Um, so it's called Critical Role on YouTube. If you just look up Critical Role, you'll be able to find it. If you don't, if you've never seen anything about Critical Role, then you probably haven't gotten out much. But then again, it's 2022, yeah. so you might not have. Um, but anyway, so the so the group is is called Vox Machina. So if you want to watch it on Prime, it's the Legends of Vox Machina. Yes. And it's good. We've watched the first three episodes came out today and new episodes are supposed to come out on Fridays. They're short. Yeah. They're like half hour episodes. Yeah. So I don't know if they even half an hour. It was 27 minutes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. They go um, fast, which but is I probably a, think a good sign. We've only, like I said, we've only watched the first three episodes, but I think it's probably going to follow along with what they actually do. Like when they play their campaigns. And we might do a Dungeons and Dragons type game on our group cruise. Yeah. Because that's the kind of nerds that we are. And we wear that badge proudly. Yeah. I feel like I keep creating characters for games and then we play like one session and then we never play it again. And I'm really sad because I get like really excited and connected with these characters and then I never get to do anything with them. Yeah. 